Welcome to The Road Back to You. Looking at life through the lens of the Enneagram, I'm Suzanne Stabile. And I'm Ian Crun. And we're so glad that you're listening today. friends. We're with two of our friends again. We're with Cindy Morgan and Andrew Greer. And as it turns out, um, we're all so much alike and so different and we're having such a good time. In our last show, there was a moment where I wanted to tell a story and they didn't let me. So I begged during uh, the time we've had off and I get to tell it now and this is it. Um, When I speak at Baylor Chapel at Baylor University. Uh, there's a young man there who introduced me for about five years, and one year he introduced me as, and you need to know, this is talking to about 3,500 freshmen who have to be there. It's tricky to come up with something. Oh, I've, I have spoken I'm there. Telling and you. Every person I know who, have you guys played it? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. know what I'm talking so about, right? Know. Everybody's like had a support group who's yeah, had to do it. Exactly. They're in their pajamas and yeah. kind of napping. Yeah, yeah. and you're astonished (laughs) by how many of them there are, right? So uh, he introduced me as a cross between Yoda, which I I liked. I thought, that's nice. And Mother Teresa. And, you know, I I really kind of got into the holiness of all that. And then uh, he added in Paula Dean. And I thought, Paula Dean? And they loved it. So I thought, oh, okay, well, I'll try to live into the Paula Dean thing a little bit. So a few weeks later... I'm on an airplane headed to Albuquerque to speak, and I'm on the plane, and we're on the tarmac in Dallas. And it's going to be a little bit, it looks like, before we take off. And there's a young woman who's going all the way to California, but she's on this flight that's also stopping in Albuquerque. And she's got a pile of magazines that she obviously spent a lot of money on, and she's trying to look in all these cooking magazines so she can learn how to can. And she just is all about canning. Well, there's a woman who gets on who sits between us, and she's from a stoplight in Texas, which for us means a town that has only one stoplight. And she knows all about making beef jerky and about tanning hides, but she doesn't know anything about canning. And I got a book I got to have read by the time I get to Albuquerque, checking out a speaker. So I'm reading, reading, and I take a break because we're sitting on the tarmac and I've got some extra time. And she's asking canning questions, and I lean up and answer them and read and she asked another question. Oh, you knew? I know all about canning. Oh, okay. Oh, I know all about it. So then I lean up well, she's again. she's got canning game, girl. <laughs> then I lean up and answer another one. So then they're ready to take off, right? And just as the plane starts to lift off, the young woman by the window says to the woman in the middle who knows how to make beef jerky, is that Paula Dean? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and the woman in the middle said, I'm not sure. <laughs> And I just read my book. <laughs> just let them believe it. Right. You go. You're going to be so excited. Yeah. Get off the you know that, go. I, I oh, swear to gosh, that, that, happened that, that, happened the, that happened to me the other day. Somebody, Somebody thought you were Paula Dean. No, they yeah. thought I was Ryan Gosling. <laughs> There's the a silence. lot of silence. Jim, Jim Chafee's over there. Jim, Jim, don't you think I look like Ryan Gosling? Mm, that is, that's the second arrow in Buddhism right there. Yeah. Okay. The first arrow is don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> 
You set that up yourself. Well, I know. I put the ball on the tee and I handed you the club. <laughs> well, we are so glad that, that, that you guys are back. Cindy, you're a forward like me. You're a romantic, right? We're the ones that kind of are the tragic artist types. And last time we were together, we didn't get a chance to talk about, but one of the features of being a four is melancholy. Uh, I love what Victor Hugo says about melancholy. He says that it's the happiness of being sad. Mm. Wow. Tell me, tell me about, I mean, how is melancholy? I mean, I know you pretty well, so I, I you know, I, I think I'm, it's fair to say that we connect on that yeah. in that space. Tell me about melancholy and artistry and writing in your life a little bit. Well, I think for me, and I, I certainly don't think I identified what was really going on in terms of like my personality, but I just remember as a child being able to sit in a very sorrowful place for mm. a very long time and just like, I don't know, it's, I could just like bathe in it, you know what I mean? And oh, yeah. then I would want to write about it, and which is what I would do. And, and um, uh, there's a song uh, that was out a few years ago, um, someone that... You're only someone that I used to know, mm -hmm. somebody. Gotcha. So there's a line in that song. You can get addicted to a certain kind of sadness. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, that's me right there, right. you know. And so I think I've tried, I, like, and part of it is you can't help it. It's like part of it is I think it is your compassionate nature. You want to kind of, you're not afraid to go to... Um, I'm not afraid to go visit um, sick people or dying people. I'm not afraid of that. I'm actually, for whatever reason, I'm drawn to mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, you know why? No. Because fours are the only number on the Enneagram that can bear witness to pain without having to fix it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, if Andrew and I go in there, we got to make everything better. Okay. We got to make all the people better. We got to raise the dead, we got to <laughs> heal the sick, we got to do all that Make stuff. Make the casserole. That's right. Yes. And you can just go and be. You know, uh, Susan, in, in, our, in our new book. Yes. What's the name of it? The Road Back to You. Okay, so that was a little self-promotional, but hey, I'm shameless. Um, Can't we and just we, promote it for each time. other and then it's not self-promotional? Yeah, because you may be the only person buying the, my copy and I'm the only one buying your copy, so... Yeah, you I'll know. sign your copy. Oh, God bless you. So, so check this out. There's a story uh, I laugh about in the book that, you know, fours really are the most empathic number on the Enneagram. And I say, so, you know, you might think that you should call a two, right? Like Suzanne or, or Andrew to come. I said, but if, when your dog dies, call a four because a two will show up with a new puppy. Uh, and a four will just show up and sit shiva. You know, mm -hmm. we'll just sort of sit there and you can, you can cry and we'll get all, you know, we'll just kind of hang. And it's the ministry of presence thing. Mm -hmm. It's the ministry of presence thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, I want to say though, I feel that Andrew, she feels, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel from what I've witnessed that I do believe that Andrew has, you've learned to do that more. Like with your, your friends, your friendship with Patsy Claremont and her husband, who's gone yes. through some, mm -hmm. some surgery. And I know that you've, You've gone and just sat with him. You know, you've just been with him. and Yeah, whereas, I guess, yes. And I think I've learned that from being close friends with fours, like Cindy. Mm -hmm. I've learned, one, I can observe you do that and see how that doesn't require really any other action than just being present. And I love the calming effect that has on me. Mm -hmm. I love the... Uh, 
uh, kind of whole effect that it has on me to realize that, you know, that we're not in control of mm-hmm. everything and that that is really okay. okay. And there's a beauty to that. So yes. But at the same time, uh, our, this friend of ours, Patsy, her husband, all of ours, less, um, who's in a surgery right mm-hmm. now, actually, he for eyes okay. and yeah. in and out of blindness and, you know, an amputee and stuff. Uh, when he was going kind of wild on his meds after a surgery and they told the family, you need to depart because you're exacerbating the situation. So they call me, would you come in? Yes. And would I come in and sit with him? But here's the thing. I, I don't know. You tell me, <laughs> Suzanne, uh, is I couldn't, there was nothing to do but to sit. So I felt like I was doing all you could do. All yeah. I could do. They literally needed me to insert myself into that slot of we need someone to be with him. That's not family. That was very achievement-oriented mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to sit there with him because I knew the doctors had him mm-hmm. and there was it had to take its course, the meds, but they also needed company, you know. Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. One of the things that I've learned from Fours that I love and trust is um, there's old talk in my world about being present small p to the presence, big P. And I'm not good at being present. You know, I'm just not good at that. But I've learned that if I'm in a, a secure enough space that I can practice that four piece, where I, I can be present to somebody else, then I can learn to be present to mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. too, to just be mm-hmm. present. And uh, my husband is so good at all of the practice of all of those classical spiritual disciplines. You know, he Mm -hmm. was for um, 26 years uh, in an order of Catholic priests, and he's so good at being, Mm -hmm. and I'm so good at doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, I, um, my spiritual director told me one time that what God is doing is not my business. You know, yeah, I'm sorry, did I interrupt you? Because no. it wouldn't be the first time. No, nor would excited. it be the last, but come <laughs> on, bring but, it. Well, no, I was going to say, because so this gives us an opportunity real fast to talk about stress and security. Right, it does. Oh, so, I was going to ask that question. That oh, you were going to ask that, that question? That's okay. All right, so, I'm lost. So, <laughs> all right, so in, in, uh, one of the beautiful things about the Enneagram is it takes into account that the human personality uh, is fluid. Right, it, it it changes as circumstances change, and it moves throughout the course of a day from healthy to average to to unhealthy, uh, or you know all over the map, right? And uh, so it just accounts for the dynamic nature of the enneagram. So under stress, each number instinctively moves toward uh, another number. I'm not sure. You know, we all kind of not sure to get resources, if you will, um, or and they pick up traits, right? And so I want to just have Suzanne talk about where twos go in stress and security, because I think what you were describing, Andrew, is a really healthy indication of what happens when a two goes to the best side of their security number and when they're mature. Well, and and we'll limit it to these two numbers, but as the show continues, we will ultimately get them all. Right. So um, goes to is bad language, really, in, in terms of Enneagram speak, but it's the best language, I think, because... You take on the characteristics of that other number when you're either stressed or secure. So we share a line on the Enneagram as twos and fours, which means that when fours are feeling really secure, I mean really stressed, they go to two. And when twos are feeling really secure, they go to four. Go to meaning take on characteristics of. It's kind of uh, uh, to revisit the name of your book, A Transcending Mystery of the Enneagram. And so 
it's an intuitive move that um, offers you something that you're kind of lacking. And I'm pretty convinced that you can't take care of yourself without the number that you go to when you're stressed, which would mean that Ian and Cindy would have a hard time taking care of themselves without some two energy mm-hmm. backed up by some two behavior at times because they're too focused inward. And we, as creative people, Andrew, you and I, would have a very difficult time getting that creative piece outside of us um, because we're focused outward all the time. And so when we're secure, I bet you if you look back on when you write music, when you wrote your book, when you do the kind of work you all do for the tour, all of that, you have to be in a secure, safe place to be creative because all that stuff is in you. Yep. We've talked about that on the road, how if you're doing all this stuff and you feel the chaos, it's hard for you to be creative. It is. Cindy will write a whole book in the hotel <laughs> between uh, lunch and sound check. I can't think. i got to right. go for a jog right. or mm-hmm. I, I go to people's homes in the country, people who I trust and who uh, provide a space that's very safe right. for me to go write. And I have to have, I can't go have lunch with somebody. Oh, no, no, I, no, no, no. You know. No, no. Right, yeah. Where do they go in stress? Did you already say that? No, well, we can talk oh. about that, but I was just going to talk about our two numbers. But what happens for twos is when they're stressed, they go to eight. So one of the things I'm aware of as a two, mm-hmm. one of the things we're aware mm-hmm. of is we really can't take care of ourselves without some eight energy because we can't say no to anybody. Really? Right? I mean, we can't. No. Eight is the challenger, just to help <laughs> yeah. our, our listeners yeah, yeah, yeah. know that yeah. I think I'm supposed to respond yes. The answer for us is always, <laughs> sure, I, I can, yeah. I can keep yeah. your nine children and your two cats and your dog. Yes. Yeah. He says all the time he is like the number oh, one house and dogs. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I couldn't care if they go run in the street and That's, get hit by a car. Yeah. But I will be there to take care of the canine with the pills in the That's pill right. pocket. That's right. The whole deal. The whole deal. And, the and whole I will deal. hate it the whole and time. And Cindy will write a poem about it. And, and yes. say no. She'll say no. And no, write, that's right. And go right Not mine it. to do. Not yeah. mine to do. Hey, you all, we, we, I'm just going to, because we have limited time and I want to take advantage of you guys' song. Well, I'm going to say one more thing. Fours go to one. Oh, yeah. When they are um, secure. And so these two very creative people who are sitting at the table with us, Andrew, would not get that creativity to paper. The, the songs in your hearts and in your heads would not be songs that we get to hear if you didn't make that move on the Enneagram because one is where you get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the perfectionist. Yeah, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's spooky how it's uncannily accurate. Um, so uh, we want to treat our listeners to more of your guys' Uh, songwriting sing. What song do you think you're all going to do? Well, we were, because we've been doing this tour called Hymns for Hunger, we thought maybe we would do kind of an old standard hymn that we like to do on the road. It's a kind of a new twist on uh, I'll Fly Away. Oh, good. All right, well, let's hear it. Paula Dean signing off. (laughs) (laughs) Heaven's gonna come down One of these good old days These old bones are gonna leave the ground I'm gonna fly away Some glad morning when this life is over Fly away.
because we've only got about six or so minutes left um, and we got to hear another song right so uh, listeners always love to know what you're listening to and, and, and I'm just also curious about 
if you would, I know no one has a favorite song, but, but <clears> one <throat> that really, you know, stands out to you as being really meaningful. I want to see if it's at all indicative of, of, of type. So, Cindy, what, just give me a song. Man, okay. When you, just... uh, uh, okay. I want to say what I'm listening to first. Okay, that's great. Tell us Which what you're will to. give me a chance to think about what my favorite song is. But um, I've been listening to Sierra Hall's uh, mandolin record. It's, it's her singing, but it's called Weighted Mind. And Sierra Hall, she's like a child prodigy mandolinist. And just uh, Andrew introduced me to her, actually. And um, she is so amazing and her record is so not what you expect because she's a bluegrass kind of legend at 24 yeah, you know yeah. and um but her her record is so like experimental oh and just yeah. so cool so sierra hall weighted mine that's what i've been i've been digging on that okay so my favorite song just came to me and this is so <laughs> gonna show my number sufjan stevens okay Off the new record no, no, this oh. is an old one. And I, I'm admitting with shame I don't have his new record, but this is the one about um, Illinois. Are you serious? Did you already? Okay, Illinois, the Wayne Gacy song. Oh my! That song. Gosh. I. It's like. Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard that song? No, of course it's beautiful. It is the beautiful. most awful. Beautiful thing, and color. you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. And that is just like that is like diving in. Going down in. To that. I yeah. mean, so. He, Sufjan Stevens is no question maybe one of the clearest examples of a four yes. on the Enneagram. Yes. I have. I mean, it is so clear. He's a four with a four wing, <laughs> is what we would say. All right. Well, he just sits in that. Yeah. Oh, and he, yeah. But, but you see, okay, so uh, Sufjan or uh, another one would be like a Van Gogh was a, was yeah. was clearly a four. You know, their ability, uh, you, you guys as artists, can to say, okay, let me take you a place you would not naturally go on your own. And help you know it's okay. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll accompany you into mm -hmm. these dark straits and sit there and and, mm -hmm. and sit there with you and then and then you know there because you wouldn't go there on your own, Andrew. Well, I just want to make a quick comment about that. You know, there's this translation of not to get too spiritual here, but what's funny is what I think about why this connects you to us is because like I think of this translation. There's a new translation of the Bible called The Voice, and it describes mm. Jesus, the man of sorrows. It describes him as grief's patient mm. friend. So you talk about like, so oh, maybe Jesus was a fort. Maybe we're not as holy as we thought, Suzanne. <laughs> but you know what's interesting? We're then, God, though. <laughs> we are God. Everybody whoa, asks me what whoa. Number, no, 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 no. Everybody asks me what number Jesus was. I always smile and say he was a two. But, okay. <laughs> but of course they say that, Jesus, that the anagram is the face of God. Mm -hmm. oh, right. Wow. No, Suzanne, I was just pointing at that microphone because, you know. You weren't on it at that, at that moment. In fact, you didn't even know we were on air, did you? No. <laughs> I'm just so glad you didn't say something that would have been inappropriate. My heart is beating in my throat. I bet they can hear it beating. I had no idea we were on. I was just listening to you guys and thinking about something I wanted to say. Oh, my. Well, that's good. We'll have to edit out so, the we are gone anyway. No, you said it. We can oh, keep it. Okay. So, Andrew, what, what, what's the song for you? What are you listening to uh, right listening now? Listening to, to I Go More kind of surface black gospel uh erica campbell this record called help she so was half good. a mary mary but mm -hmm. it's this throwback to like 70s sound 
sounds and uh, I mean the first song it's so avant-garde in its own way because the first song is who killed Jesus they say you did they said I did but no one did I mean what I don't even know what it means it's just so fantastic and the whole record is so just her like putting pen to paper you talk about perfectionists you know I want to get that line just right black gospel they just say what they're feeling mm -hmm. you know and then they just sing it like nobody can but song favorite song would be Gillian Welch's uh it's Orphan Girl Emily oh, Harris yeah. first yeah. did it oh. but I cover it on the road all the time and, and have transferred it to become Orphan Child so that's a bit more universal for everybody but it you know the first uh lyric is I am an orphan on God's highway uh, I'll tell you my troubles if you go my way. I know no mother, no father, no sister, no brother. I am an orphan child. So it's connecting us all in our loneliness and our pain and our doubt and our struggle mm. and, and pointing us to the, the last chorus, speaking to God, says, be my mother, be my father, be my sister, be my brother, no more an orphan child. She's I'm an adopted child. And, um, uh-huh, <gasps> yep. And uh, when Amy Lou Harris did that, it was very meaningful for me. And I've used those lyrics from time to time with uh, adopted adolescent girls who, you know, the solution for adolescent girls who are adopted is they just want to have babies because they think that's the, the thing that's going to connect them to another human being. And I have used that, those lyrics to get them beyond that kind of thinking to think to something bigger in case that doesn't work out for them, which would just be another ending that I don't think they would be able to handle, maybe. It's a good moment to go into a song. What, what are you going to close us out with, you guys? Orphan Child. Mm -hmm. Oh, you are. Before you do that, can I just say that I just went uh, to Chicago with Joe, and he was in the theologate there back when he was studying to be a priest, and the place that was there seminary is now a Lithuanian world center. And we went there to spend a day. And um, he said he kind of wanted us to do some of the things there that he'd only dreamed about when he was there. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, <laughs> it turns out that the Lithuanians are carvers. And they have all of these wood carvings in this Lithuanian center. And y'all need to look up the sorrowful Jesus or the compassionate Jesus, because they every carving they had of Jesus, he has his hand on his face and he's resting his chin in his palm, and he looks worried mm. and sorrowful and compassionate and connected and like he's one of us and... It's fascinating. So I just encourage everybody mm, to Google that. That's good. Mm. Well, I'm really glad you're going to close <clears throat> out with Orphan Child. Let's hear it. I am an orphan on God's highway. Gonna share my troubles. If you go my way, I know no mother. No father, no sister, no brother. I am an orphan child. I have had friendships, pure and golden. But the ties of kinship, I have not known them. I know no 
mother, no father, no sister, no brother. Oh, I am an orphan child. Of, of Orphan Child. We are so glad that you guys were with us. And Cindy, as always, mm, I love you, I love you, I love you. Andrew, I do, I love you, I love you, I love you as well. And, uh, <coughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Suzanne, I worship you. <laughs> uh, and as a two, as a two, let me just give me, here, here, are you ready for a little love? Here's, a, here's, here's what twos need to hear. You guys ready? Uh-huh, we're ready. Okay. What would I do without you? There you go. Yes. You'd be I, a world I just, of hurt. I need you. I need you. <laughs> and now let me just say, uh, you introduced me to some of the finest folks, and Cindy and Andrew surely do fit that bill. I, I'm just falling in love with you, Andrew, and Cindy, I've been in love with you for a while, and thanks for being with us. We'll have you back, you guys. We'll Thank see you, you next time. <laughs> Bye. You've been listening to The Road Back to You, looking at life through the lens of the Enneagram, produced by Jim Chafee, and our engineer is Brad Bass. Our theme music is provided by the band Waterdeep, from their album Moment, written by Lori Chaffer. Please visit our website, www.theroadbacktoyou.com, for news, more podcasts, and a list of our public appearances around the country. And you can order our book, The Road Back to You, an Enneagram Journey to Self-Discovery at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Be sure and join us next week. We're going to have a great conversation with Austin Graff. Is he a two or is he a six? What he is for sure is a social media specialist, and he uh, works at the Washington Post, and he has lots to teach us about social media in our lives. See you then. See you then.